0: Kids in cages only matter when Donald Trump is the president. Even beloved Barack Obama has fallen victim to cancel culture. A new wave of COVID lockdowns that fly in the face of the science has everybody pissed. Megan Rapinoe complains about the wage gap. And Lil Nas gave a lap dance to Satan. We live in a clown world. Welcome to the Hemlock Podcast. (laughs) and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Hemlock Podcast. This is episode eight, We Live in a Clown World. Uh, that is actually the title of a new segment we're going to be trying to do every every week, every Friday when these episodes come out. Just going to be a summary of the funniest, most outrageous headlines. Uh, it'll be more short form here on out. Uh, today's going to be a long form version of that. Just going to go through some fun, hilarious, outrageous news stories from the week and it uh, should, should be a good time. So you probably got it from the intro. We're going to talk about Megan Rapinoe and the wage cap. We're going to talk about... Um, the whole immigration crisis, the surge at the border. Even though AOC told us not to call it a surge, um, we're gonna get into Lil Nas <laughs> getting it on with Satan. <laughs> I, anyways, I can't even believe I just that sentence just came out of my mouth. Um, we'll talk about COVID lockdowns because there's some new news, especially in BC, in the province we live. Um, but that's kind of reflected everywhere. I know Ontario is the same, California and New York's a lot of a lot of similar nonsense. So, uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit about. Uh, Barack Obama getting canceled. The cancel culture has has started to come for the left, man. No one is safe. No one is safe. So first up, a couple quick things. If you enjoy watching, go leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, That means a ton. I love reading your guys' reviews, those of you who have left reviews already. um, It warms my heart to read those. So go leave a five-star rating. Um, Support us on Locals. Again, huge shout-out to those who have become financial supporters already. Hamlock podcast, the localscom You can become a financial supporter. You can join the community even for free if you want. Um, but posting exclusive stuff there. And uh we need a community of over a hundred uh to be able to post long-form versions of the podcast on that site and uh, more exclusive. Uh basically I want to do ad-free versions of this podcast on locals.com. It'll be exclusive for financial supporters, but I can't do that until we have more than a hundred people there. So go do that, that'd be awesome. Um, Save forty bucks on your first good food box, right? So there's a link in the description for that. Um my wife and I tried all of the food delivery, like like the grocery delivery boxes there are, and good food was the best in our opinion it was phenomenal um so you can save 40 bucks in your first box of that it's like fine dining quality food that you get to make yourself don't have to find the recipes don't have to shop for it yourself but you get to cook it which i think is fun and it's freaking delicious every time so do that so jumping right in i um, gonna talk about the border so <clears throat> joe biden is a hot mess <laughs> if you haven't seen already um some of the clips are just sad i might throw one in actually um, but some of the clips of Joe Biden are just—he's just in a state of disrepair. Like, I—it's it's, almost—I feel bad making fun of the guy because he's clearly not all there anymore. He lose—he did a, his first press conference um, since becoming president, and it was a gong show. It was a lot of softball questions. There were some decent questions, which I was surprised by. But um, he like lost his train of thought a bunch of times. He just like there was one time where he just kind of like, and then it, it was a. Anyways, and just moved on and no one's like, wait, what the, what the hell just happened? And the president just like, just gave up <laughs> on his answer to answer the question, right? Um, so poor guy, but before, I mean, if you didn't see this coming, I don't know what you've been paying attention to, but they were talking about like open borders. That's, that's a leftist philosophy now. So let's just open the borders. Who cares about actual immigration policy and respecting those who lined up and did it properly, right? Um, but... Let's just pathway to citizenship for illegal immigrants, and so you get this massive crowd of people, a surge of people, uh, coming to the border. Um, so their resources down there, their living spaces for for these people crossing the border, um, are totally overwhelmed. Um, and you can look at the stats, and that I think some of these some of these things are at like six hundred percent capacity. They're just stuffing, and this is it's tragic. It's really sad. I know I make jokes. Um, I don't mean to lighten this like make the make light of the situation because it's tragic. You have a whole bunch of kids especially during COVID, right? a lot of, a lot of virtue signaling about COVID coming from the left, but they're shoving a bunch of poor kids who get smuggled across the border. I saw an article today, some of being, little kids are being thrown over the border in some cases. Um and and they're just like lying on top of each other almost wrapped in that like that thermal foil, um just right next to each other. No obviously no social distancing, none of that stuff. And so what I wanted to talk about was, I'm just amazed at the hypocrisy, right? It's sad all the time. It was sad under Trump. It was it's sad under Biden. Um, but what's interesting is that Trump's policies were actually helping the situation. He was cracking down on illegal immigration, which um, massively cuts into, it cuts against things like human trafficking and using children as leverage to get into the country and become a citizen and um, all that kind of stuff. Trump's policies were helping that, right? And that kind of stuff was going down. Um <coughs> regardless the way it gets talked about you have aoc dressing up in all white and going to cry at the border and the reason i'm laughing is because it turns out later uh she posed that shot at an empty parking lot <laughs> that wasn't actually at the border or at one of the facilities she's just like hey get onto a trailing fence and like weeping you're facing a parking lot and just like but that's the kind of like that's the political theater the days of political theater theater that we live in right um is it's just nonsense and posturing right um to forward your agenda, right? She and then she does this weepy thing on Instagram the other day where calling it a surge at the border, because surge, if you actually look it up, surge just means like an increase in number, like a dramatic or sudden increase in number, right? But it's related to the word insurgents. So using the word surge gives it a militaristic context and 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 it other it otherizes those people It makes them other and it demonizes them and it makes them less than human and like though it doesn't just means just like an increase of people like flooding the border and all these cages, the same facilities they were calling cages back when Trump was the president. Now they're just kind of not talking about it and sweeping it under the rug. And, and they're kind of now just starting to have to address it because you have to, and it's got, it's made the news a bunch of times that these same facilities that were totally demonized by the left under Trump are being used uh, at way larger capacities, way beyond what they can handle. Right. Um, It's just hypocrisy. It's just hypocrisy. So that's number one. Welcome to the border. Um, I'm still waiting for her to go back, AOC, and cry cry in front of the parking lot fence uh, again under Biden's administration. I just don't see it happening. I don't see. It, I don't see it happening. Nor do I see how effective it is to cry in front of a parking lot that has nothing to do with the actual crisis. But anyways, um, okay. This one is just—it's funny and sad to me. That's kind of the theme today: funny but sad. Um, Obama is getting canceled. Barack Obama, first black president, right? Idol of the left. Um, First of all So here's the backstory. There's a school in Chicago That's named after Thomas Jefferson So that's the first part Of the story That's ridiculous Is that They're renaming a school that's, (laughs) That's named After Thomas Jefferson You know Like Founding father Hero of the states Like because he was a slave owner, right? He wrote the documents that are that led to the abolition of, of slavery, uh, but he also owned slaves because he was a product of his times. It, and, it, you know, taking the morality, the moral lens of today and applying it to history is ridiculous. You didn't live during those times. You have no right to judge those times. Can you look back and go, yeah, I'm glad obviously slavery got abolished. And it seems weird to me that he was against slavery, but he also owned slaves. Well, you know what? You didn't live in that world, right? Right. Um, sometimes you have to deal with the status quo while you're actively trying to change it, right? And that's just the way the world works. And to, to look back on that as as a as a privileged person who can has the benefit of hindsight and judge that is ridiculous to me. So first of all, they're trying to cancel Thomas Jefferson for crying out loud. I said that to my wife today, um, and because my wife is like a normal person, um, <laughs> she was like, "Wait, what? They're trying to cancel Thomas Jefferson because." To, to people who aren't, like, following this woke nonsense, that's ridiculous. That's nonsensical enough already. Where it gets even funnier is after they're trying to cancel Thomas Jefferson, rename the school that's called Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> they suggested Barack Obama, first black president. That seems like a reasonable person to name a school after, right? So, <laughs> nope, not for the woke left. This is a quote. Uh, and this is from Daily Mail. Um And again, all my sources are listed in the descriptions here. Uh, This is a quote. I will not be renaming a school after someone who did not and does not represent the undocumented community, said Edgar Castellanos, a District 60 school member, school board member who came to the United States as an undocumented child. Another local activist, Julie Contreras, works with an organization that runs shelters for undocumented children near the southern border. She also spoke out against honored Obama, accusing him of breaking his promise as president to help undocumented migrants from the time barack obama became president until 2017 when he left he today is still the highest ranking president with deportations in our nation we feel that barack obama did disservice to us he denied us and he didn't stop the deportations the way he promised she added if you're removing the name of thomas jefferson if you're removing the name of thomas jefferson one oppressor the name of obama is another oppressor and our families do not want to see that name so thomas jefferson is an oppressor Uh, so it's Barack Obama. That's, that might be news to you if you're on the left. Um, we live in a clown world. We live in a clown world. Um, they're going to be calling my dog an an oppressor. My dog is adorable. I should show you a picture sometime. I just don't understand. Uh, everyone's an oppressor. Everyone's part. I almost, actually, I left that out. Let's add this into we live in a clown world. Um, everything is white supremacy right so there's been like a like a i guess an increase of attacks against um against asian americans and asian canadians i'm not even sure about canada but um an increase of like racist like hate crimes against asian americans um and it turns out statistically a lot of those attacks are being perpetrated by by people in the black community right um but you have individual stories coming out that like oh even that's white supremacy like okay so a black person attacks an asian person that's because of white supremacy that's the boogeyman white supremacy is the boogeyman it's like it just like it's the ether that it's just the, the the thing in the sky we just blame everything on it's ridiculous um covid here we go covid I'm so sick of talking about this again. It's Just just had the one-year anniversary of two weeks to slow this bread, right? Um, And it's like we're doing it all over again because in BC, where I live, um, we just went into another lockdown as of three days ago. Caught us all off guard. No one had any idea it was coming. Um, Basically, these are the new rules, right? So indoor religious gatherings, totally gone. Can't do them anymore. Uh, Between March 28th and May 13th right? school like goes until May. That's like a, almost two months, a month and a half. Um, no indoor religious gatherings. Um, indoor low intensity group exercise classes, right? I don't, I don't even know low, low intensity group exercise is, but um, <laughs> uh, this is a crazy one. Restaurants, pubs, and bars are closed for indoor dining, outdoor patio seating, and takeout or delivery is allowed. And then Whistler Blackcomb Ski Resort got totally closed down. So here's the thing restaurants especially and this is the biggest thing i'm, I'm choked about is restaurants because i know a lot of people um we have a lot of young businesses now sort of a lot of young restaurants um, we're just kind of and we're just starting to get them like the last decade we're starting to get all these cool new restaurants right um because we're kind of a smaller city um so we had a lot of chains but we're starting to get the cool independent stuff right and holy smokes this covet's nonsense this COVID nonsense has just hit them so hard and After a year, we, we know what COVID is now, right? We know it's nowhere near as bad as they said. They said it was going to kill like 20 million people in the U.S. Didn't have, or 2 million, it might be 2 million, um, never got even close, right, um, In BC, this is even crazier, right? Um, Right now, currently, so I looked this up as of today, and this is like, as of three days ago, it was actually a little better um, when these lockdowns got announced. Uh, There are 296 people, we're a province of 5.1 million people. I've been over these stats in episode four, I think. But right now, we have 296 in the hospital. Uh, 1,463 have died, right? And every death is sad. Look, I get that. Um, But... 1463 people over 12 months 12 and a half months now um works out to be about 120 something a month right um COVID is not that bad. And look, I, this I, not that I don't take it seriously either. Both my parents, I don't think I've, I've told you this yet. Uh, both my parents had COVID. Both my parents have pre-existing conditions. They're both fine. My dad had a pretty bad case of it. He was out of commission for like two and a half weeks, got COVID pneumonia. The whole works. It was really rough on him, actually. He, he was even talking. It's like kind of changed my perspective. Um, here's the thing. I allegedly have been hanging out with my parents this until, this whole time, um, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> if I hadn't allegedly been doing that, what if my dad had passed away and I had spent a year without actually ever seeing my dad, which I didn't do. I did it allegedly. <laughs> um, what, but if that had happened, I don't even want to think about this, but if, if that had happened and I had just listened to the government and put on my little good citizen hat and 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 not allegedly seeing my dad the entire time throughout the year um holy smokes i can't believe that that's happened to a lot of people they're trying to do the right thing try to follow the government edicts right um and their family members are passing away when you actually look at the stats of this and the likelihood of people passing away for are so low are so low um and i've been through all those stats i'm not gonna go through those again uh, but go listen to episode four if you haven't already um we're done this is it like it's over and vaccinations by the way this is the crazy thing is that vaccinations uh we're a province of five million people something close to one-fifth of the province has been vaccinated already so you have i think it's like 800,000 people in a province of five million that have already been vaccinated this disease was only ever killing mostly really elderly people right or people with with terrible pre-existing conditions those are the people we should be protecting open up the rest of the freaking world the fact that this is like it's we're going back to day one of the pandemic the way response we're having closing down restaurants we're closing down gyms or blah 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 blah. this is not that bad you look at florida florida's been open the whole time and florida's doing pretty on par with everybody else right but their economy is doing way better their unemployment is almost what it was before the whole pandemic um their economy is doing way better because that's what's having huge externalities, right? You look at suicide rates and, and unemployment and homelessness and drug abuse and alcohol abuse, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, those are all due to the lockdown. We're not seeing people. We're not visiting people. We're not seeing people's faces out in public. We can't get jobs. We can't have small businesses that are thriving. None of that stuff. Over a disease that's not killing anyone anymore, right? And, it, and it, I'm not saying, I don't mean that callously. I'm saying statistically. People die. <laughs> it doesn't sound super scientific, but people die from stuff. And it's always sad, but that doesn't mean we can absolutely destroy our economy and destroy people in a million other different ways to avoid destroying them in this one particular way. Right. Um, ridiculous. Uh, funny story on the COVID note. And this is probably one of the funnier ones. Then this goes back to the indoor dining thing. Right. Um, I, my wife and I were up at Hemlock, which is ironically enough. Hamlock Podcast. Shout out. What? I just shout out my own podcast on my podcast. Um, Hamlock Resort. It's a ski resort here in BC. And we went up there a couple months ago. Um, and <laughs> there was a family who didn't have masks because they were on a mountain. Uh, they didn't bring their masks with them. So they went into the restaurant, like the little um, the little cafeteria to have like, some burgers or whatever. And literally (laughs) they had to buy masks. Maybe this is brilliant on them on behalf of the restaurant. Uh, They had to buy masks from the restaurant to then walk 20 feet to their table where they took the masks off for the two hours they were eating. And they put it back on, walked the 20 feet out and left the restaurant. What? We, li- we live in a clown world. We live, in- we live in a clown world. What, what is the point of that? And now we just, now there's no indoor dining at all. So unless you're on a patio, um, go eat in the great outdoors, but <laughs> you can't eat inside. Even though most restaurants now, every restaurant I've been to, my wife and I have been going to a lot of restaurants. They all have the glass panes in between tables or the distance tables or yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's fine. No one's getting it from restaurants. Don't kid yourself. This is, it's a joke. This is a joke at this point. And it's stomping on freedoms. It's stomping on the economy. Um, and it's amazing how much of this comes from the left. Like the, the left is like, when it comes to everything, abortion, for example, the left is, no, my body, my choice, right? Uh, but when it comes to masking and uh, getting the vaccine, well, what if I don't want to wear a mask? What if I don't want to get a vaccine? My body, my choice, right? Just triggers people like... Again, the logical inconsistency it takes to maintain a leftist ideology astounds me. Um, And I think it's one of the biggest reasons we live in a clown world. (laughs) Megan Rapinoe. This is a fun one. Um, (laughs) So this just makes me laugh. The wage gap, right? The wage gap. And by the way, uh, the wage gap has been debunked for years now, right? And again, I'm all for equality. I'm all for women getting paid the same for the same work. All about it, right? Um... (laughs) They do right and let me read you this let me read you this quote this is from Christina Hoff summers so she completely debunked the wage gap years ago. I remember reading about it back to like 2015 2016 um, but uh, this is from an article Christina Hoff summers wrote for Time magazine no matter how many times this wage gap claim is decisively refuted by economists, it always comes back the bottom line the 23 cent gender pay gap which is like, the 77 cents women make 77 cents for every dollar a man makes thing that everybody quotes. Um, The bottom line, the 23 cent gender pay gap is simply the difference between the average earnings of all men and women working full time. It does not account for differences in occupations, positions, education, job tenure, or hours worked per week. When such relevant factors are considered, the wage gap narrows to the point of vanishing. So so, if you just want to throw out the window different kinds of jobs, right? Different positions, different education levels, uh, job tenure, how long you worked at the job, and how many hours a week you're working, then yeah, there's a gender pay gap. But those are kinda important, They're kinda, <laughs> they kinda they kind of matter, right? Uh, all facts matter, just made that up now. That's gonna probably bite me in the butt. Boom, um, <laughs> but they do, right? Um, so it's like, when you actually consider everything you need to consider, the wage gap disappears. There isn't a wage gap. And Megan Rapinoe, um, and <laughs> Megan Rapinoe gets on. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Megan Rapinoe. I just generally, I don't. I generally don't trust statistics um, from people with purple hair. Maybe I'm prejudiced. Call me prejudice if you want to. <laughs> it's one of the few prejudices I'll actually admit to. Um, but she gets on in the Biden, I think it was at the White House, but the Biden administration had the White House. And she goes on and on talking about um, the gender wage gap in in, in professional soccer, right? So here's some fun stats. Um, (laughs) If you want to look at soccer specifically, right? um, This is a quote from CBS News. Uh, This year's figures have not been released, but four years ago, the Women's World Cup brought in... I I think this is from 2016, so it might have been talking about 2011, something like that. Um, But I imagine the numbers are pretty much the same now. Uh, Four years ago, the Women's World Cup brought in almost $73 The 2010 Men's World Cup in South Africa made almost $4 billion. Those players got $348 million, or 9% of the total revenue. The women's team got a higher percentage with 13%, but the, bl- the bottom line was still much less, $10 million. So, <laughs> you're right. Meganapena, there is a wage gap. Women get paid more than men in soccer on a percentage basis because guess what I just said? $73 million Going into 4 billion. Let me do, I can't do the quick math on that, right? Um, So 73 million going into 4 billion, right? So how many women's World Cups would you need to get one men's World Cup? You'd need 54 of them right? 54 women's world cups to equal the amount of revenue that won men's world cup. So basically here's the thing for the women to get paid as much as the men do, right? The women's world cup total brought in 73 million. That's like one fifth of the salary of one of the men from the men's world cup, right? So one guy in the men's world cup makes five times pretty much, what the entire revenue of the Women's World Cup is. So if you want to get paid the same as men, where's that money coming from? This whole thing only made $73 million, but you want to get paid each $348 million. And again, this is like leftist economics, I guess, because we like just pulling money out of nowhere. Look at Biden's $2 trillion plans, $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan, like 7% of which went to COVID relief. Uh, now he just announces like a $2 trillion infrastructure plan he wants to do. They think money comes from nowhere. Why? Because they have just print it um, knowing that they're screwing you over, the taxpayer. Because you might not have to pay it, but your kids are going to pay it. Your grandkids are going to pay it. They're borrowing money either from the future or they're printing more money, which decreases the value of all the money. So the value of the US dollar goes down because we're printing more of it. That's how economics works, right? Um, Or they're just going to make it back in tax dollars paid by you and your kids and your grandkids and your grandkids' kids, right? Um, You can't. Pull money out of buttholes, right? Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> so that's not how it works. If you if you don't make enough revenue, you can't pay women as much as the men, right? If there's a way to make women's soccer as exciting as men's soccer, sure. If they can make as much money as, as the men, sure, right? Bring in as much revenue, great, power to you. But until it happens, that's life, right? Sorry. <laughs> um, Lil Nas, twerking on Satan, um, and this is, I just don't know where our culture is going, but anyways, <laughs> Lil Nas came up with a song, um, called, I don't even know, Moreno, it's his name, it's his actual name, I can't remember what it's called, um, Call Me If You Need Me, something like that, uh, and actually, to be honest, um, uh, I'm not gonna get, maybe trash for this, I, aside from the fact that this song is about, gay sex, um, and like, quite explicitly, which is just not my vibe, um, it's a catchy song. Like I actually like the production of the song. I think it's kind of cool. Um, not a huge fan of the subject matter, right? Um, uh, myself, but Hey, song's kind of cool. Uh, the music video was, which I watched to kind of talk about it Cause it's cultural. It's relevant to the culture. Ugh, like just like, he literally he slides down a stripper pole, um, into hell and starts like just giving the devil a lap dance which is just gross and evil and kind of weird and satanic right literally um then he comes out to promote this whole music video they're like releasing 666 right the mark of the beast number of the antichrist right 666 pairs of nikes that they like I guess customized with this one company but they have a drop of human blood in them each and they have pentagrams and a bunch of satanic markings and stuff on them um and a scripture verse taken totally out of context, right? And I saw Satan fall like lightning, um, which is interesting because that verse is actually about the fall of Satan, right? And how Jesus conquers him. But I guess you don't, don't don't leave it to musicians to uh, come up with, you know, legitimate biblical exegesis, I guess. Um, <laughs> but Lil Nas comes out with a video torching on Satan. And of course, there was some conservative backlash to it, like, ah, this is... This is gross and 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 demonic and disrespectful to the church and and uh, and our culture is trash and I mean which it is <laughs> but um, the response on the left was like if you don't like Lil Nas music then don't listen to it right? if you don't if you don't like his shoes then don't buy them yes yeah exactly N- nailed it <laughs> but does that mean cancel culture is over? Did yeah? Did we did we do it? Did we finally did we finally do it? Does that mean wait? Can we have Uncle Ben and the Land of Lakes Lady and Aunt Jemima and the Dixie Chicks and Gina Carano and the cop from Paw Patrol? Can they all come back? Because if you don't like something, just don't buy it, don't listen to it, don't watch it. I'm so proud of you. Left leftists liberals i'm so we did it we beat cancel culture together let's just live and let live if you don't like something shut up about it that's all we did it guys we live in a clown world um that's it for today's episode a little bit of a shorter one today um the reason it was a little bit shorter actually is because um it was a little last minute we were supposed to have some guests on supposed to do a collaboration with another uh Some friends of mine who have a podcast as well uh, that I'm not going to tell you who it is because that should be coming up soon. We should be recording uh, both of those episodes next week, both the collaboration, and we're going to have Lorenzo back as well. So both of those are supposed to happen this week and neither of them did. (laughs) So I'm like scrambling last minute to try to come up with some stuff on my own. Um, But look forward to that over the next couple weeks and look forward to We Live in a Clown World. That's going to be a shorter segment from now on. If you have things I want to hear from you. Any questions or comments about today, if you have suggestions for the next segment of We Live in a Clown World, I want to see them. I want to see because that's the thing. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of fun. Some of this stuff serious. There's a lot of laughter to be had. We shouldn't take ourselves so seriously. Let's have a good time. We Live in a Clown World and clowns are freaky and sad sometimes, but they're actually intended to make you laugh. So... That's what I want this to be. Let's have some fun, and uh, we'll see you next week on the Hemlock Podcast. Cue raucous outro. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's Hemlock Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Tell them to subscribe because if you loved it, then they're going to love it too, obviously. Also, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us a lot with the charts. And if you're not going to leave us five stars, then forget about it. Don't worry about it and enjoy the rest of your day. Lastly, head on over to the thehemlockpodcast.locals.com to become a supporter and receive access to exclusive content and content and ad-free versions of the Hamlock podcast. Love you so much for listening. Let's continue to ride out this increasingly insane world with irreverence and joy. This is your host, Patrick Jolliker, and much love, y'all. Peace.